Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Jacob, I've got a couple of things to say to you right off the bat. Yeah. Go for it. T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O. Yeah, that's... That sums it up pretty well. (laughs) I love your name. Last week, you're Mike Conley's super fan. Mm -hmm. And then you contrast that with Cat... Anti fan. Mm-hmm. Give us the motivation first. Welcome. It's great to see your face. Good to see you and your face. Give us some explanation behind the motivation for cat anti fan. I feel now. I did not watch much of last night's game because we can talk about how the leagues, professional sports leagues, don't care about the central time zone, um, <laughs> which is annoying. So I did record it. So we'll see if it's worth watching back. I looked at, I just looked through the box score. I looked through the game cast, the play by play of the third and fourth quarter. Cause it does look like it got interesting. Um, but I was not awake at, you know, 1130 when this was going down, given my sickness as well. If you could hear, I have a little, it's this is my flu podcast, so we'll see if my performance elevates or if it uh, plummets. Uh, we'll let you be the judge of that. But so far, um, so good. Okay, perfect. But yeah, <laughs> based on looking at the box score and looking at the play-by-play, Cat just kind of melted down in the fourth quarter. I saw a lot of turnovers, and I saw a charge, and I also saw his box score of his shot selection and his shot making is still <laughs> not well the first two games. Um, I think in two games, he's taken uh, only 10 shots in the paint, um, which is a big, you'd think. I know go, uh, Jokic is down there, but he's not known as this, you know, defensive stopper as much. I mean, he's a big body, so yeah, but, you know, he's just not very active, I guess is my point. And then when he is active, it's 
we, we've all seen him get that look. It's he's about at like almost at half court, you know, kind of between half court three point nine. He gets the ball, and then he gets that twinkle in his eye, and every fan in their couch looks at the TV and goes, "Here comes a charge," and there he goes. He rips through, drives full speed with his head down, and then he plows someone over, gets a charge. Yep. It's it's a tale as old as time, and I just. Maybe it's the sickness in me, but I just woke up feeling just dreary and pessimistic about any future the Wolves have. It's it's pretty dire, I think, more than yeah. we want to admit. Well, I, so, someone tweeted out on, what is it, Wednesday night, I guess, during the game, mm-hmm. when Carl Anthony Towns in the first half had more turnovers mm. than he did um field goals he went i don't know what he went in the first half but in the first quarter i think he went over four and had four turnovers and yes. someone tweeted out that his max contract hasn't even kicked in yet it starts <laughs> in 2024 2025 and it goes through 2028 um and i mean it's a massive amount of money mm-hmm. and these last two games against the Denver Nuggets just Reading a stat line, three for 12 on Wednesday night, two for five from the three-point line, 10 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, five turnovers. Against the Nuggets on Sunday night, five for 15, one for seven from the three-point line, 11 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, four turnovers. So, in... Two playoff games, Carl Anthony Towns has nine turnovers, seven personal fouls, and eight made field goals. Yeah, it's just – and the thing is that you listen to him talk. Yes. That's, and, I think, the most frustrating part. And it's really just – I've always just kind of ignored it, but it's just been making me angry. You listen to him talk, and by angry, I mean, like, sports fan angry, like, not affecting my life. But, you know, the sports fan, you know, Bill Simmons always talks about, I don't hate people like athletes. I sports hate them. Like, they're obviously good people, or they're, like, if I talk to them at a restaurant, like, I don't have anything against them. But, like, for sports, like, I sports hate them. Mm -hmm. And it's getting to that point, because, like, you listen to Cat talk, and he talks as if he is LeBron James. He talks about... He talks about what it takes to win and the grind and the maturity and the process. And he, he, he uses all these like kind of PJ Flecky and trigger words that, you know, like, again, as if he's ever been there. And it's like, dude, like this whole thing, like the whole reason we traded for Gobert, the whole reason we've kind of gone in on this team the way it is, is people saying, you are the dude, like this only works. Yes, Ant is obviously kind of going to be more the dude here. And we could talk about his 40-point outing. But this whole works if you are the superstar that you, like, claim that you are because you claim it. You haven't really earned it much. Like, you're just saying you are one. And too often, he's not. And obviously, mm-hmm. we could, you know, point to the Lakers game. Like, he went, you know, he was really good during that Lakers game. Um, and that, so, like, He's one of the most frustrating players to watch because like, I even talked to people in other 
a, a college group text where they're fans of all different teams and you know, they lament with us Wolves fans <laughs> and they just say like, God, like Towns is like so talented, but like, it just is like hard to watch. Like, why doesn't it work kind of thing? It's like, I don't, I mean, he's just not that guy. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, you know, kind of the Kevin Love thing where you put him on somebody else's team as the second fiddle and he kind of backs off his alpha dog mode and maybe he'd be a more effective, not even more effective, but more consistent player, especially in big games. Because um, obviously he has those big games every once in a while or from time to time. He's capable. He's one of the most talented offensive bigs. He can shoot. He has post moves. He can drive a little bit. But I don't know. It's just, it was hard to watch what I did watch. And then looking at the rest of the box score, looks like I didn't miss much the rest of the game other than it got a little tight. But Yeah, we actually had nothing. the lead. Yep. We actually had the lead. We're up 89, 87 going 89, into the fourth quarter. The fourth, yeah. yeah. Not because of Towns. <laughs> no, Edwards. Edwards just went Edwards off. went off in the third quarter. Um, but I've got a couple of responses. You've made some critical points that I that I really enjoyed. First, I want to play this. I mean, this is what movies is made of. This Carl is Anthony Towns literally is a movie. I mean, in a movie, what do you have? You have ups and downs. You have highs and lows. You got drama and you got whatever. You got excellence. Mm-hmm. And Carl Anthony Towns was excellent against the Lakers. And now here comes the drama. Here comes the dips. Uh-huh. Uh, here comes the conflict, if you will. Mm-hmm. So Carl Anthony Towns is a movie. Now, there's two things that I want to respond to. I'll try to remember both of them. But for this situation, I'm going to read two players' quotes. And I'm going to see if you can guess which one is Carl Anthony Towns. And I'm going to see if you can guess which one is Anthony Edwards. So the first quote is this. Shot felt good. Honestly, it felt good. It was one of those nights it just wasn't going. I took shots, staying aggressive. Stuff happens. Move on, flush the game. I'm a hell of a shooter. I know that, believe that, know it, proved it. Okay, so that's the first quote. Now, here's the second one from a different player. So it's either Towns or Edwards. Mm -hmm. This question was, how much do you like going up against Jokic, a two-time MVP, as a young star in this league? The quote, I'm not a young star yet. But it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's going to be fun. So which one was Carl Anthony Towns and which one was Anthony Edwards? The I'm not a star yet was Anthony Edwards. Yep. Yep. Because he knows <laughs> hard. But he not knows too hard to that. distinguish, is it? No. On a uh, side note, I don't know if she's going to make an appearance, but Holly wanted us to bring up that Emma from Elk River got fifth in the Boston Marathon. Oh, she's walking away. Who did? Holly. Do you want to join the podcast? No, she doesn't want to join. I thought maybe her first ever appearance. Uh, just a Minnesota girl got fifth mm. for the ladies in the Boston Marathon. That's exciting. That's the top American woman. Oh. In the lead pack until mile 22, and she was only like, wasn't like eight minutes away from the American record or something? 14 seconds away from the bottom. I don't know where I got it. <laughs> How would Holly feel about if we named the podcast title saying Holly Wandersee joins? I feel like she probably wouldn't love it. 
I'm just kind of, kidding. We ran away I won't do it. But I won't do it. I won't do it. I promise I won't do it. But that it technically anyway, is Holly's sorry. first appearance. Anywho, yeah, yeah. You, you, you did have it right. And let me just read Towns' quote after game two. So that quote was after game one. This yep. quote after game two. Definitely stings. It hurts. The first shot of the game was a floater that went everywhere but in. But it's cool. It's all right. Not too high. Not too low. Keep it even keel. Just get ready for game three. I trust my ability. I work too hard. So I'm not losing no confidence. I ain't losing anything like that. I'm going to take my shot every time. Just and so unlikable. Yeah. And like, I get wanting to be a confident person. Like, that's fine. Like, and he's right in a lot of ways, but it's just, he seems blind to just reality. Like, yeah, like you said, the way his, what he says comes off. It's just, again, it's prove it. Like you haven't done it. Like, mm-hmm. We've never been successful, and I know there's lots of other reasons that the Wolves aren't successful, but we have never been consistently successful with you as a <clears> – oh, it's coming up. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, we'll fight yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, fight through it, man. Got to fight through <laughs> it. If I was next to you at Scotty Pippen, you can lean on my yeah. shoulder. Uh, I'll just rely on the cat. She'll help me out. Um, uh, not Carl Anthony Towns. My cat is <laughs> 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 Carl Anthony Towns' motivation. No, I. If anything, it's Mike Conley and Ant Edwards. Um, I still love watching those guys play, but no. Um, he just needs proof of concept. Need to do it. We've never been a consistent winning team with him. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that you know to be a, an okay team in the NBA, usually if you have one stud, you're at least a 500 team. And it's only we've only been that a couple times with Towns too. So it's not like he's good enough to just bring us there. Now that we've gotten him some help. In terms of Edwards and Gobert and Conley, he's still just inconsistent and unaware of what it takes to win. I don't know. It's just I, the maybe, like I said, it's raining. I'm sick. Maybe I'm just an extra. I'm usually not a pessimist, but maybe I'm just being a pessimist today. Um, but I just don't know what the future looks like with no first round picks and two bigs that I don't think any other NBA team wants at their value. So, right. I think the difficult thing with Towns is that he averages over 20 points a game. And Mm -hmm. he's a three-point shooter. He Mm -hmm. has a little jump hook inside when he wants to utilize it correctly, even though he's not utilizing it against Aaron Gordon, who's several inches shorter than him, who's been Mm -hmm. guarding him all game. Um, So that's frustrating. But when you look at Towns and you look at the Timberwolves roster, they technically should be better with Towns in the game. Mm -hmm. Because... He averages over 20 points a game, can make threes, blah, blah, blah. That's hard to replace. But the Timberwolves are the exact same team with him as they are without him. They were 42 and 40 this year. They were 13 and 13 with Carl Anthony Towns during the regular season. Now 13 and 15 if you include the playoffs. And they were, what? If they're 13 and 13 with Carl Anthony Towns in the regular season. I'm not going to help you. I'm just going to wait and watch you listen to <laughs> but they're 13 and 13 with Crawford and Towns. Yes. In the regular season. Mm-hmm. That means mm-hmm. they were 29. Yes. And 27. Yes. Without Carl Anthony Ta- Towns in the regular Mr. season. Randall, <laughs> who you would have had him as a math teacher. <laughs> right. Algebra 2 all day. <laughs> no, no. I stayed away from that. Good hard math stuff. Yeah, from Russell. Yeah, didn't get yeah, didn't get into statistics. 
No, no. Wasn't there some other ones too, like calculated geometry? Well, calcu- yeah, calculus. And, calculus. Yeah. yeah, that was with Mr. At least when I was there, it was with Mr. Rundell. But he also oh, was okay. the freshman year one or whatever. Mr. Johnson, if you had him for geometry. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. I had yeah. Mr. Johnson. Yeah, big Mr. Johnson guy. So, anyway, the team, Timberwolves, are the same team with Carl Anthony Towns mm-hmm. as they are without him. Yep. And it's it, it's tough. It is. It just is. I don't know. It's, yeah. Until he, because, I mean, there's points scored is not a barometer of being a superstar because, especially in today's current landscape, like we've, I've talked about this, you know, we've talked about this a lot of people, you know, scoring points isn't that hard. I mean, it can be, but like for the most part, like scoring is up and all most, I should say, because there's certainly some NBA players who don't score, but any Joe Schmo you can bring off the bench and usually they can get buckets. Like, right. That's, that's why they're in the NBA is that, over the entire course of their lives, they were elite scorers, right? At their high school, mm-hmm. then their college, and then they get drafted. And obviously, you're nitpicking among the NBA players of who's even the most elite. But anybody can score. I mean, we had you know Wolves teams over the years. You know, Ricky Davis scoring almost 20 points a game, and Michael Beasley scoring like so. Just scoring 20 points a game doesn't impact winning necessarily because there's a lot of guys that can score 20 points a game. You know, and now more than ever, I mean, really. Every team probably has, what, two to three guys on their roster that legitimately, if they were given the opportunity, they could average 20 points a game. So I just yeah. – it's the other things with him, which makes it so frustrating because obviously, undoubtedly, he's a talented offensive player. Mm-hmm. You know, you could talk about that. that that's, why, that's why everyone's so upset because you can see the potential and you can see the talent and you can see the skill and the hard work, but then it just never comes together consistently enough um and that's why we get frustrated i think carl anthony towns is a head case well for sure yeah yeah definitely a head case um and uh, i've had this take for a few years now watching the nba but when towns was out for this season the timberwolves didn't struggle to score when he missed 52 games so what does that tell me it tells me that scoring in the nba is very very replaceable Mm mm-hmm you can replace scoring super easy. I mean, throw in Jalen Noel into the starting lineup, and I think he gave us 32 one night. You know, it's like yeah. there's scoring out there that you can find and that you can replace. Mm-hmm. But end-of-game scoring is way yes. more difficult to replace. Correct. So as long as you have, like, Anthony Edwards at the end of the game to bring you home and a couple of shooters around him, like a Conley or Jaden McDaniels or whatever – even Prince, yeah. Even Prince, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is very replaceable. Mm-hmm. So even though he averages these massive numbers that look super sexy, I mean, whoo, man, over 20 yep. points a game, like 10 rebounds, man, this guy's good. But he's very replaceable. Mm-hmm. Well, and part of it's, I mean, I think it was the Lakers game was the last one that this was probably last night too. Like I said, I only watched part of it because being sick, going to bed. Um the ball just absolutely stops when he's in the oh, game, especially absolutely. in the fourth quarter. And that's the difference. Watching the Lakers, we had the lineup was like Conley, Nikhil Alexander Walker, um, Edwards, Prince, and I think Kyle Anderson was our five man. And they were like running like emotion. Like they, they, they were like cutting off each other. They were setting ball screens, rolling. 
filling. Like it was a set kind of motion where they were literally like moving around the floor and creating opportunities for each other, drive and kick, drive and kick, ball screen. And it was just like boom, 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 good shot. You know, and Prince was hitting shots and slow-mo was hitting shots and Conley was hitting. I mean, everybody was shooting well because they were all catch and shoot relatively open shots because of how the offense was moving, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fourth quarter came and they put Cat in. They went to their, their ISO offense and it just like, you know, again, we scored eight points until the three-pointer that or was it eight or nine, whatever it was. Until yeah, the, doesn't the, matter. The, yeah, either way, embarrassing. Um, until the Conley foul. And Literally, it was a night and day difference. It was motion offense, and all of a sudden, it was ISO offense. And Ant wasn't really feeling it right. He had his shoulder thing, and he was off. So, obviously, he's our number one ISO guy. So, he was hurting, which makes it even dumber that we went to the ISO because he's yeah. our best option. But they were ISOing, you know, Towns, and he wasn't even going at Reeves, and he wasn't even going at these guys that he should be going at. And then, if he's not going to do it and do it well, why are you even running that ISO offense? Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, at crunch time, you are better off putting towns, have them set a ball screen and flare or pop, right? Pick and pop. And then just be a spacer because he does shoot a high percentage from three. Mm-hmm. Don't give him the ball in those weird situations. Have him space, be on the wing and do the Torian Prince role for heaven's sakes. Yeah. You know, that's rolls are down 21 points in the first half against the Nuggets. And then towns went into that spacer role. Edwards and Gobert and Conley and Gobert ran pick and roll. Yep. And that's how the Timberwolves caught back up and made it a game. Because you have to honor him out there. Like I said, he's a great three-point shooter. So use that as a strength. Ignore some of those weaknesses. And yeah, it's okay if you're, I mean, obviously, ideally, your max player is doing more than just spacing on a three-point line. But you still just want to win. And if that's what's going to give us the best chance to win. We don't want to hurt Towns' feelings. Well, yeah, he, that's probably part of it. You know, he's he's the alpha dog. This is his team. And really, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Conley and Edwards is much better are much better options in terms of like that kind of offense. Yeah, for sure. Know. Yeah. That was a long that was a long Caleb Fails gonna be happy with this Wolves discussion. That, yes. that was a good, good one. This is a good one. Not to toot our own horn, but <laughs> to toot I, a little bit. I mean if if, if, if we want to respect Carl Anthony Towns, we should toot our own own horn a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was the ask you for a quote similar to Carl Anthony Towns. Jacob, how do you feel about this podcast? Well, I know the work that I put in, and <laughs> I've been there and done that. I'm a one-time all-star. I made, I made one all-NBA – or no, I made one-time one podcast all-star. Um, I was nominated once for an ESPY. Um, so I, I've been there and I've done that, and I understand what it takes to win. You know, I've taken two L's, but um, – doesn't mean the game three can't be any differently. I trust my voice. I trust my takes. I uh, I know what it takes to win, and uh, we're going to get it done. Beautiful. I couldn't have done that any better myself. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, I, want, I just want to give you a big, massive compliment right now. The way that you just flow through questions that are unprepared at all is absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Well, unpre- okay, unprepared, we, we have the run of show. Well, week. obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, that's just it. Just a little, you know, I just want to... Thank you, I appreciate fiddle it. With you. I just want to fiddle with you a little bit here. Yeah, the way that you... Uh, that hand motion was weird. Uh, the way that you... Uh, which... Well, I want to say something that's inappropriate, so... <laughs> yeah, let's keep appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Teacher, youth, pastor, keep it appropriate. Yeah. Um, there are some literal people who listen, or at least have listened in the past. Yeah. So... Yeah. 
Let's keep it. Let's keep it good. Let's keep shout it. Shout out. Um, just, go ahead. I just said shout out. That's all. Oh I mean. yeah. Okay. Looks like you're gonna start something else. No, I don't really got any. Okay. Here's something else that I want to share. 2016 NBA draft. Number mm. one overall pick was Ben Simmons, selected by the 76ers. Good pick. Number two overall pick Brandon Ingram, selected by the Lakers. Number three overall pick Jalen Brown, selected by the Boston Celtics. Yep. Number four overall pick Dragon Bender by the Phoenix Suns. He didn't work out. Nope. Number five overall pick Chris Dunn, selected yep. by your Minnesota Timberwolves. Number six overall pick Buddy Heald, selected by the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And the number seven overall pick Jamal Murray, selected by the Denver Nuggets. Forty yeah. point game against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Wednesday night. I always draft a Kentucky guy. I feel like that's usually good advice, especially back then. A little bit more than now. Um, yeah, that you're, you're watching De'Aaron Fox and Monk go off, or watching Jamal Murray go off. You know, I guess we did draft talent, so maybe that argues against itself there. But um, <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do like the whole Ben Simmons. Like his biggest problem was like, wow. You know, LSU, like, they only won a handful of games. We're not sure about his drive for basketball. Um, He doesn't really put in the work. He doesn't have a jump shot. But if he develops, he's going to be legit. And then he just never (laughs) developed. But anyway. Never developed a jump shot. Man, there's a lot of Timberwolves, or at least former Timberwolves, in this draft. I mean, look at this. 2016 NBA draft. Uh, Let me name a couple of them. Okay. Jake Lehman, second-round pick. Yeah, 47th overall. He wasn't drafted by us, but he's on our team right now. Or he was. What, last year? Was it last year, too? Yeah. Yeah, last year. Yeah, a lot of Timberwolves in this draft. We got uh, Malik Beasley, 19th mm. overall pick. Then you got uh, Juan Hernan Gomez. Yep. He was selected in this draft. Torian Prince, the 12th overall pick. Mm. I didn't realize he was that high. That's pretty high for him. Yeah. A lot of Timberwolves, a lot of a lot of former Timberwolves greats and current Timberwolves greats in this draft. Um, but you know, I know I mentioned that Murray went for forty last night, and yeah, and that we passed him to pick Chris Dunn. But realistically speaking, if we did draft Jamal Murray, the likelihood that we have Anthony Edwards on our team isn't yeah. very high at all. So, I mean, I yeah. know I mentioned that, but because it's fun, it's fun to look at busts from the Minnesota Timberwolves back in the day, but um, it's fun. It's even more fun to look back at the selections after the Minnesota Timberwolves coming back to haunt the Timberwolves. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you said, I'd rather have Ant than just about anybody in the league. He is so fun to watch. He's just, he gets it. Um, Mm -hmm. He's self-aware. He works hard, like talented. I just, at a minimum, as long as we have him for the next handful of years, the Wolves are always going to be at least interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, he's like the opposite of Towns. He's yeah, and maybe that's what makes Towns look so rough is that Ant is so likable and works so hard and does all those things that we love to watch as fans. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Very respectable. Yeah. So finishing up the pod now. Yeah, Wolves are down two zero. Mm-hmm. How many games does this go? I bet. Okay, a couple two two things. One, I bet we'll win one game. It'll be a gentleman's sweep, as they say, where <laughs> the other team wins game four just because the other team is not really trying. And then game five is when it's done. And to be fair to Towns and all of the Wolves, like Denver is obviously a good team. They're the one seed. Like 
Jokic and Murray are a good combo. Aaron Gordon's been good. Like, they have a good team. So it's not like the Wolves were expected to show up and, you know, upset the one seed. That doesn't happen in the NBA hardly ever. You know, yeah. last time, I believe, was the We Believe Warriors. Um, so it's not like that was the expectation. But just to look better while losing was kind of the hope. But anyway, so gentlemen sweep 4-1. Um, I don't know if you're a Wild fan, but I was watching that last night, too, a little bit. And yeah. They got obliterated in terms of it was a weird game. Like, they were down 2-1, and then they were down 4-1, but then they scored two goals in, like, 30 seconds. seconds. And then the Stars also scored two goals and <laughs> answered with two goals in 30 seconds, so it was weird. Um, but, no, I've, why do you think professional leagues hate the central time zone? Good question. Because it's know. just... And maybe it's specifically that Minnesota's stuck, and I guess Dallas would be stuck in this as well. But if you're a central time zone, like because like the Bucks, for example, you know they're just six hours away here, but they play all the East Coast early games because they're on the you know the Eastern Conference, and it's just why and what and and also playing on the same night kind of stinks. Like why? I know they don't collaborate when they set their schedule, probably. But they look, you know, they know who's playing and when and whatever. The fact that Wednesday, Wolves and Wild both starting games at basically 9 (laughs) o'clock. Friday, home games, right? Series moves to Minnesota. Timberwolves and Wild, local start time, 8.30 in quotes, which always ends up being 8.50 to 9 o'clock. Yeah. For both games. Hmm. They both play at home at 9 o'clock, essentially, on Friday night. And I know Friday night's at least a little better because people are – it's not a school night, not a work night, whatever, for most people. But is it that hard to be able to, like, move the game up an hour? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, and even in for Denver, like, their game was starting, you know, we were starting, they're starting past 8 o'clock as well in their time zone. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. I don't yeah, get it. it doesn't make much sense. And obviously there must be some sort of TV reason. But I get they do the double headers. You know, they have the Eastern Conference game at 6 o'clock, and then they do the 8.30 game. But... It really can't be five thirty and eight or stagger them a little bit where the Wolves game starts during the fourth quarter of the other, you know, on a ESPN plus and then moves to TNT or whatever. Like there's gotta be a way to do it where central time zone people can watch their fan, you know, the wild game on whatever day that was Monday, Sunday ended at, you know, it was almost like one in the morning because they, they started at nine o'clock and it was double overtime. You know, it's just like, that should not happen. Yeah. Good rant. I like it. I can't disagree with you, and I've seen a lot of people online who do agree with you. So yeah. it's not like you know nothing's going to happen. But well, I mean, you know. come on, dude. Don't you realize just how much clout this podcast has? Well, maybe we'll end. With, I was we were talking about petitions in fifth grade. Yeah, we were talking about government and like how we have the right to petition. I started a petition in Earth and Space class in Mr. Hebing's class. Oh, yeah, what was that for? It was to. Uh, make Pluto back into planetary status because Pluto is now considered a dwarf planet. My question and response to that was, is our dwarfs not people? Yeah. I would. And I mean, you can't fight the logic. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, and you know what? Mr. Hebing still has that and shows that to his class every year. I'm still getting signatures, I think. I wonder how many signatures that maybe we should bring Hebes on, do a petition analysis, see, have a little science discussion. We should. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 
we started one, or I didn't say we, but the kids. So they said, well, could we start a petition to get a Chick-fil-A in Litchfield? I'm like, well, sure. <laughs> and then one kid was like, well, it's never going to happen. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah. I mean, that attitude. But right now with that attitude, right, you also get, you know, a thousand people to sign a signature. You bring it to uh, somebody who has multiple Chick-fil-A locations and, you know. Interesting that they went with the Chick-fil-A. Why not Chipotle? I, that Chick-fil-A was the, that was the number one kind wow. of choice. No one even brought up uh, Chipotle. The only other option that was brought up was Culver's was kind of the other. Well, Culver's is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But there's one in H- Hutchinson. So the nearest Chick-fil-A, I don't even know. Is there one in St. Cobb? Probably. I think there might be, but yeah. So we could use Chick-fil-A. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe the podcast too. Which I'm sure the CEO of Chick-fil-A is listening and. The old Burger King building. Let's put a Chick-fil-A in there. Let's do it. <laughs> subway riding high in Litchfield, Minnesota. Huh? Is there a subway in Litchfield? There is a subway, yeah. Yeah, so subway just riding high in Litchfield and Watertown. Yeah. <laughs> just soaking up all the Chick-fil-A lovers for a Subway sandwich. Well, Subway, I believe, has the most restaurants in the country I thought for fast food. I think they're number one. For wow. locations that is crazy even over mcdonald's i think so i wow. thought that was i thought that was the fact you can fact check me but i thought i remember hearing that somewhere number one how would you even type that into google fast food restaurant yeah most because i don't think by business i don't think they're number one but i think by physical locations i thought they were number one and mcdonald's was second i thought hmm. interesting but i could be wrong yeah well here's well, a site but it's not loading very well seems like every town has a subway like watertown even has a subway delno has a subway waconia hutch lich yeah here we go 2018 franchise license units mcdonald's has 13,229 and subway has 24,798 yeah i told you yeah yeah you're right wow (laughs) every once in a while i'm right that's a fun fact. You're right a lot. All right, Jake. Well, thank you for making the flu game podcast a part of your morning for grinding, for getting up and grinding. I mean, it's been a busy week for you. You probably stayed up for the two overtime game that the Minnesota Wild had until 1 a.m. And um, it's been good. So thank you for sharing your cat anti-fan takes. Thank you. And do you think I'm going to have to ump today? It's uh, I'm supposed to have a game I'm supposed to ump this afternoon. Do you think uh, – <laughs> It happened just snow or rain plus another. It's supposed to be 36 and snowing at four o'clock when the softball game is supposed to start. Do you think I'm going to have to ump that one? I would say highly unlikely. Okay, that's probably for the best because I don't think, in my sickness, I don't think I need to stand out in 10 to 20 miles per hour and rain and snow and 36 degrees. So hopefully that thing's canceled. And not to be a Scrooge, but I'm banking on it. Yeah. <laughs> They can well, start their season funny. next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, give me one more week. I'm fighting through it. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to this podcast and for making it a part of your day. Jake, thanks as always for delivering the way you do. Thank you, friend. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.